0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Federal Reserve announced a smaller rise in interest rates yesterday. We'll talk about what the Fed is signaling for the future. Adani bailed on a massive stock sale, another blow for the Indian conglomerate. Plus, the FT's Christina Kriddle has the lowdown on a new app from the founders of Instagram, and it's not about photos. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The Fed raised its benchmark interest rate yesterday by 25 basis points, but it was a downshift for the Fed after a string of bigger increases. With today's action,
1: we have raised interest rates by 4.5 percentage points over the past year.
0: To help translate the latest signals from the central bank, I'm joined now by the FT's Colby-Smith. Hey, Colby. Hi, Mark. Okay, so I want to play this clip of Fed Chair Jay Powell from yesterday's press conference after the meeting. Um, He was responding to a question about why the Fed had raised rates again, even though the last few inflation reports have been a lot better.
1: And we're talking about a couple of more rate hikes to get to that level we think is appropriately restrictive. And why do we think that's probably necessary? We think because inflation is still running very hot. We're Of course, taking into account long and
0: variable lags, and we're thinking about that and later in the press conference, he basically ruled out cutting interest rates later this year what's your takeaway from all this?
2: Yeah, so uh, the key kind of phrase in the statement, and then of course, in the press conference uh, was the fact that you know the, the Fed is committing to um, ongoing interest rate increases um, but but I think what what he's trying to Uh, say here is, you know, they are going to take in the data as it comes in. They are data dependent first and foremost. Um, But just given their outlook and their expectations for price pressures, uh, they are of the view that, you know, they can't necessarily pause at the March meeting. Um, So it was, it was an important moment for, for Powell to say, you know, there were encouraging signs here. Um, but I think his overarching message was, you know, we're not yet done here. It's a much more difficult situation um, if, they, if they actually prematurely ease and inflation gets out of control.
0: Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. Thanks, Colby. Thank you. The Adani Group's flagship company has called off a $2.5 billion stock sale. The Adani Group is one of India's most powerful conglomerates, and it stopped the stock sale a week after the New York investment firm Hindenburg Research released a damaging report. It accused the Adani Group of stock manipulation and accounting fraud. Adani Enterprises is now refunding investors, the money they'd pay for shares in the recent equity fundraiser. Here's the FT's Hortense Ali.
3: Well, we're, we're still trying to figure out the sort of nitty gritty of it. Our understanding is that Adani had asked investors to put up about half of the funds now uh, and the rest would then be called on in one or two years' time. So effectively, they're returning about $1.24, one point two five billion billion. So the investors who pledged money or gave money will be receiving that money back. So this was supposed to be funds that would come in would help them pay down some debt and would also help them start these ambitions of uh, creating a green sort of energy empire in India. But now that the share sale has been pulled, we don't really know what the company will do next. Perhaps it has enough money to continue for a while longer and will come back to the market when things calm down a bit, or it's sort of just licking its wounds and it's going to figure out what it will do next.
0: So this is this is bad for Adani, right? I mean, after Hindenburg put out this report, Adani had a $90 billion sell-off. The founder, Gautam Adani's personal wealth, took an enormous hit. But what does this moment mean for Hindenburg?
3: Aside from them having a monetary sort of interest in this, the bigger thing is this is a huge, at least momentary win for Hindenburg, right? This is like a tiny, tiny company that up until two years ago was... Pretty much unheard of, and it tackled predominantly SPAC companies, really like Nikola, like DraftKings, and now it's gone after one of the richest people in the world and accused him of fraud. Uh, and it's actually having an impact. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty big win for them at the moment. What happens next, we'll,
0: we'll have to see. Ortensa Leigh is the FT's mergers and acquisition correspondent. The two guys who founded Instagram and sold it to Facebook have launched a new app. This time, it's all about text, no photos. They're using artificial intelligence to create a newsfeed that they say avoids the echo chamber of social media. To find out more, I'm joined by the FT's Christina Crittle. Hi, Christina. Hi. Okay, so this company is called Artifact, um, and from the sound of it, they're taking a very different approach than the one that they took when they made their fortune at Instagram. What's the thinking here?
1: Yes, this is deliberately a move away uh, from social networks in total. They believe that social is part of the problem in spreading misinformation. You aren't necessarily getting things from trusted sources, and you tend to be seeing stuff that you already agree with. Additionally, a lot of this app is powered by AI, and at the moment, AI is much more powerful if it's trained on text. And so that's another reason why they've turned to text, first of all.
0: So how would Artifact compete with other social media sites?
1: So, Kevin Sistrom, who's the co founder, he told me that he saw the app as a potential rival to Twitter in terms of being able to find your news and articles about specialist interest and things like that on there. But what's different is that it is designed to only show you things that are from trusted sources and occasionally dip in something that maybe you might not agree with or that you have not indicated that you're interested in before. It also All of these sources are very highly vetted at the company. So they go through like a media bias check and also a um, fake news check, too.
0: So I'm curious, have, have you tried it, Christina? I mean, what's the user experience supposed to be like?
1: So to me, it looks like a typical news app. I mean, I've been playing with it now for, uh, you know, most of the day. It is really compelling and interesting and it is showing me articles that I'm interested in, as well as kind of niche things, which I am interested in, but I didn't really search for things like cooking. Um, And it is fun. It's a good way to consume news and articles. I think it's a very different offering to Twitter and this kind of echo chamber where people are ranting and raving about
0: things okay so do you see artifact appealing to users i mean is this going to be a game changer
1: i am a bit skeptical i really do think that they can design a nice product and from what i've seen of the app so far it is really nice to use and i'm enjoying using it but i'm a news junkie already and actually the idea that loads of different people are going to adopt this in addition to all of the other apps they have, all of the other news consumption they have, at a time when people's reading of the news is down overall, I'm still quite sceptical as to whether it can take off.
0: Christina Criddle is the FT's technology reporter. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Before we go, we have a bit of closure for banks that once had Archegos Capital Management as their brokerage client. You might recall the name and the saga, but if you don't, here's the FT's Tabby Kinder with a reminder.
1: The story in in March 2021 when this family office uh, collapsed, it was huge. These are some of the biggest losses we've seen in the global banking sector since the global financial crisis.
0: Banks that acted as brokers for Archegos lost a collective $10 billion when the private family office collapsed. The banks spent the last year negotiating with Archegos and its restructuring advisors, and now it looks like the banks will get 5 to 20 cents back on the dollar. A Credit Swiss executive said anything above 1% back would be amazing.
1: For The banks, I think they want an end to, to this saga. They've all... Had big operational and risk reckonings. The losses are well known now, and any any recovery is icing on the a minor nice icing on the cake at the right at the end of this for the banks.
0: Tabby Kinder is the FT's West Coast Financial Editor. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.